0: It's Saturday at 6. It's time for your weekly music and entertainment fix. Backstage with Sinead Nivorda. With all the best music, interviews, and live
1: sessions. Live from the Radio Nova studios in the Dublin Docklands. Well, hello and welcome along to the show. Happy Saturday. I hope. We've been having a great weekend so far Thanks so much for tuning in to NOVA I'm Sinead Vorda and I'm bringing you backstage this evening and behind the scenes with Neil Young, one of the most vital songwriters and performing artists of our time. He is coming to Dublin to play Three Arena this June with Promise of the Real So today I'm going to take a look at the career and music of the Grammy Award winning singer Illustrating Neil Young's influential impact on the world from a musical point of view and an honourable point of view are James Taylor, Eddie Bennett of Pearl Jam, Brian Fallon of the Gaslight Anthem and Billy McCarthy of Augustine's. And covering Neil Young in the live room today are the brilliant Dublin band Buffalo Sun. So let's get started, shall we? Backstage on Radio Nova. So I thought that we'd kick things off with this anthem from Neil Young taken from his 1989 album Freedom. This is Keep On Rockin' in the Free World on Nova. Rocking Rocketing the Free World from Neil Young on Radio Nova as it is a Neil Young special on Backstage this evening as Neil Young and Promise of the Real are coming to Dublin to play Three Arena on the 8th of June. Neil Young was born on November 12th in 1945. He began performing in a group covering Shadows Instrumentals in Canada in 1960 before moving to California in 1966 where he co-founded the band Buffalo Springfield together with Stephen Stills and Richie Ferre and later joined Crosby Stills and Nash in 1969. He released his first album in 1968 and has since forged a successful and acclaimed solo career spanning over 45 years and 35 studio albums with a continuous and uncompromising exploration of musical styles. He's an environmentalist and outspoken advocate for the welfare of small farmers. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame website describe Young as one of rock and roll's greatest songwriters and performers. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame twice, as a member of Buffalo Springfield in 1997 and prior to that as a solo artist. So here is the moment when Eddie Vedder of Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam inducted Neil Young into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1995.
2: I, uh, I, I can't get this thing out of my head. I, it was, uh, I think it was Peter Buck from REM and uh, Neil Young and they were doing an interview and they were talking about music and uh, talking about their love of vinyl, and the analog sound compared to the digital sound, and uh, what a shame it was that the industry kind of pushed it aside. Um, and, then he, and then he went on to say something like, uh, those people at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame better, better think twice about inducting me, because if I get that podium in front of those people, I'm going to have a lot to say so I hope Neil's uh, feeling feisty tonight. (laughs) I was talking with this guy Joel Bernstein who's a friend of Neil's, a comrade and co-worker and he was uh, cataloging all of Neil's tapes uh, from over the years for a box set and uh, there were tapes, there were 8 tracks and 16 tracks and 24 tracks and cassettes, like a thousand of them. And uh, I asked, you know, are, were any of them labeled? And he, he said, yeah, they were labeled. They were labeled Wednesday night, uh, Monday morning, jam and B. Uh, and after it was all done, I think, I think Joe ended up cataloging them by songs like the uh, 40 best versions of Tonight's Tonight and the 65 best versions of Cortez the Killer. and. Uh, Neil and I were standing in this room and we were looking at all these and I I thought he was going to maybe take one down and we were going to play it. And he looked around and he said, I got to get out (laughs) of here. I I, I saw a man overwhelmed by his body of work. He's taught us a lot as a band about uh, dignity and commitment and uh, playing in the moment. And, uh, when I hear, you know, the speeches and inducting Janis Joplin and Frank Zappa, I get, uh, I'm just really glad he's still here. Uh, and, and I, I, am going to, (laughs) Yeah. And I think I'm going to have to say that I don't know if there's been another artist that has been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, to commemorate a career that is still as vital as he is today. Uh, Some of his best songs were on his last record. Um, Well, it's a real privilege to be up here uh, inducting him uh, to a, a great songwriter, a great performer, a great Canadian, uh, welcome to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Neil Young.
3: Well, I wish I had a bunch of people up here with me that could thank everybody and then I could just walk off and be cool like Dickie was. And... It's a solo thing now. I'd uh, just like to thank the Hall of Fame very much for uh, uh, allowing me to join this uh, amazing roster of, uh, of artists, and uh, it's a very emotional moment for me now. I'd like to thank my mom. Let's see. I'd like to thank everybody, uh, my band, Crazy Horse. Stand up, you guys.
1: I could never made it without you guys. That's for sure. Everybody knows that. Neil Young being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1995. Uh, Neil Young is someone who has distinct lack of interest in celebrity, and uh, he's quite an ethical man, and is, is known for turning down sponsors. So here is James Taylor talking about that side of Neil Young.
4: Neil. Yo. Will will not have it. He simply won't uh, have it. He won't have a take a sponsor and, and do that. You look at Elvis Presley. We got two good years and then occasionally some great stuff. A lot of it great because it's camp. But really, they just uh, did their best to shellac him. You know, bury him under two inches of acrylic or something. N- Neil is known as uh, the ethical one. You know, the one who won't let business. Uh, um, uh, kill him.
1: Grammy Award winning James Taylor on Neil Young. And when being interviewed for American television back in 1984, this is Neil Young explaining his lack of interest in celebrity.
5: Some people are under the min- misconception that I'm like a brooding recluse, you know, some kind of, uh, you know, Heathcliff kind of character or something. I don't know what the, I don't know where they get it from. But uh, the fact that I don't, you know, that I don't go out of my way to be seen and to go to uh, places where I know my picture is going to be taken and things like that makes them think that I'm hiding. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I'm not hiding from anything, I'm just not interested in it. I have other things that I'm more interested in that don't have to do with getting my face on People magazine or something like that.
3: To keep from running out I've seen the needle and the damage done A little part of it in everyone But every junkie's like a sitting sun.
1: The Neil Young special on backstage this evening. You shall yet be hearing from Billy McCarthy of Augustine's Buffalo Sun are in the live room with a great cover of Neil Young and of course you're going to have the entertainment guide with Conor McCaffrey of The Star recommending some great gigs to check out over the coming week. But on out my next guest Brian Fallon is an artist who has never shied away of his influence of Neil Young. The Gaslight Anthem frontman also performed at Neil Fest 2015 and I have Brian Fallon joining me backstage now, so Brian, thanks for joining me on the show today. So how has Neil Young been an influence
4: on your music? Well, it was one of the first records that my mom gave me along with the Bruce Springsteen and Bob Dylan record. And, uh, you know, it was early on, so he was just like a guy that I sort of always had around. And, like, I've always sort of looked at him as like, you know, there's Bruce Springsteen and there's Bob Dylan and there's Tom Petty. And they're like the very, very popular ones. But Neil Young's always been kind of the oddball where he's not afraid to release like a totally weird record. (laughs) Yeah. So I kind of like that, like that he just kind of seems like he's like, I don't care. I'm just doing this. Like, I don't care if I hit bad notes. I don't care if I write a song you don't like. I'm just writing songs, whatever, man. Yeah. You know, I love that that attitude because you have to not care because the more that you care, you start doing things for other people and like you start editing yourself. And I think that that's kind of the, that's like anti-art Yeah. You know? when you start to, you start to do it for other people. And like, I don't mean like other people that have that are, you know, your friends. I mean, like the media was successful things. You can get really caught up in that.
1: Yeah. He's a, a brave man and he's he's not been afraid to be political or be outspoken and it's such a, a rewarding thing. He's such a great guy. I agree. And, well, Brian Fallon, thank you very much for joining me today.
4: Thank you for having thank me. You. I appreciate your time.
1: Oh, not at all. I appreciate your time. And Brian, I'll get you on the show again to talk about your brilliant forthcoming debut solo record, Painkillers.
4: Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hi,
1: Brian Fallon of Gaslight Anthem. Uh, you'll also be hearing from Billy McCarthy of Augustine's, who's also a Neil Young fan and have also got the brand new single from Augustine's. But next up, Connor Irwin has the latest in music news regarding Blur, Guns N' Roses and David Bowie. So here is something now from David Bowie's beautiful farewell record from Black Star. This is Lazarus on Radio Nova.
5: Everybody
4: knows me now
0: Music News Update.
1: And now to bring you up to date on all the latest in music news I'm joined by Connor Irwin of Radio Nova So Connor, we just heard David Bowie's Lazarus from his farewell album Black Star and you do have news for us now regarding how the record is lending itself to something artistic
6: Hey Sinead yeah, First up uh, David Bowie's Black Star album has been turned into an Instagram mini-series it's called Unbound and the first episode is online now uh, It's an Instagram channel producing programmes via short videos that people upload to Instagram and it was given early Access to Black star prior to its release it 's a sixteen episode series produced featuring what we're being told are visual interpretations of its tracks the press release says uh, it takes its audience on a journey of evocative images inspired by the moods suggested in the album's music, lyrics and artwork. The series is propelled by a focus on the visual interpretation of the album as opposed to a literal linear narrative and it is very very good
1: That sounds really cool. And for an insight now into Blur's creation of the
6: Magic Whip New World Towers, it's Blur's documentary kind of uh, charting how they went about producing and recording The Magic Whip uh, from its origins in Hong Kong to then the London Hyde Park performances, back to Hong Kong as well. It was given a limited run in cinemas, now it's on uh, Vimeo. It's available to purchase there and rent for 30 days. It is very, very good and well worth watching as well.
1: I think I might just be watching that one. And finally now, on to news regarding Guns N' Roses.
6: The uh, former Guns N' Roses publicist, Arlette Varike, has uh, reportedly said that uh, Slash has been working on new material for the band in studio she says I know they're doing some recording they're definitely doing something there in the studio Axel hasn't been there but Slash is definitely in there and it's not for anyone else so really great news on the back of uh, one of their ex managers, Alan Niven, saying that uh, Duff and Izzy were in studio as well and saying that they had a couple of tracks down as well. So great news for Guns N' Roses fans that uh, potentially a new album on the way.
1: Wow, that would be the first GNR album comprising of original material and with the original lineup since Use Your Illusion 2 from 1991. Connor Irwin, thanks so much for bringing us up to date and all the latest in music news.
6: Chat to you next
0: week. New music this week on Nova, a band formed, believe it or not, back in 1982 in Manchester, Worley Range to be precise. Uh, notable for their names in the early days, for example, Venereal and the Diseases, Volume Distortion, Model Team International, Model Team, they supported Mark E. Smith and the fall at Manchester Polytechnic in the early days, various vocalists and other musicians drifting in and out of the band, and then they met Tim Booth at a student disco. Now, they're called James. Nothing but love. Back together again for what, about 2007 when they got back together? Uh, This is from the new album, out March 18th, just after Paddy's day, Girl at the End of the World. A euphoric assessment of the power of love, according to the band. The inimitable input of Brian Eno, who's also worked with the band over many years. Wawa, Whiplash, Millionaires, and Pleased to Meet You albums in the 90s and early noughties. We like this a lot. New music on Nova is nothing but love from James. And new music, as always, is brought to you by the new Renault Fluence passion for life.
1: Thank you, Greg Gochran. Yet to come on backstage, Conor McCaffrey of The Star will be helping you out with gig picks for the coming week as it is a Neil Young special on backstage this week. I've got a great cover of a Neil Young song from Dublin band Buffalo Sun. Plus, Billy McCarthy of Augustine's will be sharing with you what Neil Young means to him as an artist. And I've got the new single from Augustine's up next. This is Radio Nova. Backstage on Radio Nova.